There is a new number 19 in town, and his name is Matthew. Matthew Coronado has officially signed his entry-level contract with the Calgary Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Flames. We're here for you, your team, every day. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the PHFPA comms department, and I am so, so happy to be here talking about the Flames signing their first-round pick from 2021 and going over the wild card status as well as recapping the Isabel Cup and how a championship made it back to Toronto before the Leafs. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, come hang out with us today. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you're getting your podcasts. And of course, come hang out in the comment sections if you have something to say. Or you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Flames pod and tweet at us there. So the first thing about Matthew Coronado is 2021 first round draft pick. He signed his entry-level contract. Jess, what is an entry-level contract? Funny you should ask. It is the first contract that you sign um, after you are drafted, after, you know, if you're undrafted, free agent, things like that. Um, so it is your first NHL contract. And uh, most times the players are making under a million dollars. It is the... Uh, you know, obviously there is the league minimum, but uh, Matthew Coronado is making nine, nine two five. So he is making under a million, but that is um, kind of a higher end of the scale, I would say, for most ELCs. Um, he was third in scoring at Harvard. He played out of his mind through the entire season. He's been centering a lot at uh, school, but he was drafted with the intention of him being a winger. And, you know, I think one of the most impressive things that I noticed through his play is that he he can finish. And that is something that the Flames are absolutely missing. His elite prospect bio, or sorry, his scouting report draft guide from back in 20, excuse me, back in 2021 reads, his hands form the foundation of his offensive profile. He wants to have the puck on his stick and isn't afraid to court contact to make sure he's the one driving the bus for his line. He's decisive, manipulative, and dexterous as a handler. He's got a good shot for someone who is constantly throwing pucks on net. His release is fast and he's versatile in how he gets the puck off. So, that's very good news for the Flames, considering they have been without high-end talent for a year, uh, not even a full season yet, and it has drastically uh, changed their overall performance, and I think we've seen that, and we've talked all about how vital it is for this team to have finishers, and Matthew Coronado brings that to the roster. Uh, one thing is, you know... You have to think about the <laughs> the reality of this. Are the Flames going to burn a year 
of his entry-level contract, which is, again, three years, um, for a few games just because they might make the playoffs or they might not make the playoffs. It's really uh, an odd decision to make considering this point in the season uh, where the Flames are at in their roster. And I think... (laughs) I think we all know Daryl Sutter uh, is not particularly fond of playing the youth and the rookies, and especially a guy who is only a sophomore. You know, he he isn't at, uh, he doesn't have a lot of, you know, college higher end uh, development under his belt. And Sutter kind of said that today in his media availability, he wants him to get acclimated with the team and you know feel comfortable but then also don't forget Sutter called up Phillips and Matthew Phillips and (laughs) he just went on this road trip and basically didn't sniff the lineup until like his 11th scratch and that um you know it is a matter of meshing with the players and getting to know each other and, you know, seeing where you kind of fit in personality wise. But um, yeah, Daryl Sutter said it himself. I, he's only played, you know, two years at Harvard and (laughs) Harvard just got their uh, butts handed to them by Ohio state on Friday. It wasn't, or yeah, Friday, it was an eight to one loss. Uh, Not great. (laughs) Not a great time, but I do think it is important to uh, note that uh, Backland was one of the first players to reach out to Coronado, and that is very captain-like. And of course, you're you're going to see that from a player who has been in the league for a while. And it's important to just kind of, again, make him feel at home, ease him into it. Uh, he is expected to be at the flames practice tomorrow. Uh, So, you know, it's going to see, it's going to take time to kind of ease them into this. And I, I just don't think that you can put him in a game at this point. Um, Maybe the last game. I don't know. Again, is it worth burning a year of his entry level contract? You know, I would say if the flames were in a more competitive position, they would, but I, I don't know. This is one of those, is Sutter going to make a smart decision or not? And something about Sutter that uh, really just blew my mind is that he is, he is such a brilliant hockey mind. <laughs> brilliant. Like he's, he talked about um, just in his media availability today, if you go back and watch it, he's talking about the kind of player that Coronado is. He says he's a skilled, competitive, he's a competitive, skilled player is what he is. There's actually similarities to Andrew Mangiapane and that I think similar type. He's got a really good instinct for offense and that part of the game. They've played him a lot at center, but he's going to come in as more of a right winger. Uh, number one is picking someone out you can really emulate. You got guys like Tyler Toffoli, guys like that. So if he's a right winger, that would be pretty good. Um, but regardless, you know, he's he, <laughs> he says like all of the this brilliant hockey stuff, but then there are games where he can't coach this team out of a paper bag. And is 
that's a, a problem that we need to address, yes. But Matthew Coronado officially signed his entry-level contract, which you love to see. And we are going to talk more about the Flames chasing that wild card status coming up next here on Locked on Flames. But I do want to tell you about our friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a product that I use every day and something that I wholeheartedly recommend to family and friends. It's just the simplest way for you to ensure your immune system is protected and you're getting some really great just vitamins, minerals, whole foods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You're starting your day off right and it is a great way to support your gut health, your nervous system, uh, like I mentioned, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And one of the great things about AG1 is that it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is right for you. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health today. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Lockdown Flames. Uh, I am back from my vacation and so happy to be talking about this team again. And make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto so um, we can keep things going. Right now, the Flames are still trailing the Jets by four points uh, for that second wild card spot with eight games left. I am not going to call this a wrap because this team is just like a toxic situationship or relationship that you just, you know, you think it's done and it's over. And then all of a sudden there's just like this glimmer of hope and something miraculous happens. And then it's just back in the toilet a few days later and, or even the next day. And I don't think the flames really know what they want in this situation. Uh, you know, I think every team wants to win. Duh. But I don't think that they're ready to call it a wrap yet either. But I am personally banking on this being a, oh, we ran out of time situation. There's kind of typically a line that uh, kind of follows a team into their exit interviews and you know, oh, we wanted this year to be different. We ran out of time. You know, the the lingering injuries. And Chris Tanev being out really doesn't help this team either. And that's a whole other story. But, you know, I think that this team is going to beat we ran out of time into the ground. They They did run out of time. And unfortunately, that's what happens when you, you know, spend most of your season dilly-dallying and not chasing the win and not being able to have a third period comeback all season like that is that is concerning and you know your main 
goaltender, your starting goaltender went from nine shutouts last year to one this year. And there are still, you know, eight games left, like I said, but are you even deserving of a playoff spot? Heck, I I would love to see them play a little playoff hockey because you never know what happens. All it takes is one right thing clicking and you're off to the races. And I think that the Flames are, (laughs) I don't want to say they're there because they're obviously not, but I think that we've seen the lines clicking again. And I don't understand why this can't be a sustainable thing. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's just because they are constantly blending lines, if they are just tired, if they're, I don't want to say over it, but they're not as receptive to the coaching or to the plays that are drawn up. I don't know what it could be. And it's just a matter of, them you know not finding this earlier it really is and it's a shame because this this roster really had um potential and I think everyone kind of overshot the expectations a little bit and it's just even more disappointing when you see teams like the New Jersey Devils make the playoffs and you're sitting over here withering away in the Western Conference, in the Pacific Division. But, you know, this team isn't going to call it quits until game 82. Uh, We're not going to have a definitive answer by then. Uh, Hockey Viz has them at, like, 10% for making the playoffs. But you know what? It's not a zero. So I'm just going to sort of take it and run with it, if you will. I'm very interested to see <laughs> how these last eight games go. I don't think this is going to be a situation where Coronado sees uh, game time, ice time, really. I I don't know. I don't think that it's, it makes sense for him to, especially because he is only 20 and he's 185 pounds. I think that, that, that he's a little tiny. Um, and that's not like Daryl Sutter talking. That is me. I think that uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you players come in a little, little small and they got to beef up over the off season. Uh, it helps prevent injuries too. So, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting time for the flames. I, I, I don't know what the remainder of these eight games have. I know that, <laughs> that watching them lose eight to two in person was one of the most humbling moments of my life. And, Not that this team ever gave me true hope this season, but uh, it was very obvious that things were never going to go the Flames way. And coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with a little bit of some Isabel Cup talk. And we're going to talk all about Toronto and how they brought back a championship before the Leafs. But before we do that, I do want to talk to you about uh, Built Bars. Built Bars are a delicious-tasting protein bar that are covered that are covered in 100% real chocolate and don't have uh, a lot of sugar. They're only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar, and they have 17 
grams of protein. That is almost a full serving and it is delicious. They're healthy and tasty and they are covered in 100% real chocolate, like I said, and they come in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and there are just so many to choose from. And if you are near a Walmart or Sam's Club, you can go ahead to the pharmacy section and grab a box of brownie batter and churro, cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're, you know, not really feeling like making a trip outside today, don't worry, Built.com still has you covered. That is Built.com, or you can get a four-pack at Walmart. And thanks, everyone, for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. Tomorrow, I am joined by Nick Zararis and uh, the vice president of AHL hockey operations, Haley Moore. The Isabel Cup. Um, <laughs> the PHF championship was last night and it was, it was fun. It was absolutely a great game to watch. It was just, just back and forth, tit for tat, um, between the Minnesota Whitecaps and Toronto Six. And I loved it. It was, I did not have a dog in this race. I just wanted to see everyone <laughs> happy, but I will have to say that you know, going to overtime was just kind of perfect. I think that that was just, you know, a hard fought game. I wish that the, uh, I wish it was, you know, best two out of three or three out of five, something like that. I thought it was just absolutely, um, heartbreaking that it was just decided in one game. Uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps really had a different ending to the season than you would expect for a team uh, that made it to the final. They ended up losing their last four games and their coach made a really good point. You know, it's not about how, you know, it's not about the past. It's not about what those games look like, what those uh, stat sheets look like, anything like that. It is about the game in front of you and what you're playing for now. And, um, and that's why it's kind of like the mentality you have to have with the Flames too. Like it, it doesn't matter what they did last season. It doesn't matter what they did against the whoever they played opening night. I don't remember. But back in opening night uh, in October, that none of that matters. And I do have to say that uh, Elaine Chuli, the Toronto Six's goaltender, was phenomenal all through the postseason through um, semis and then obviously in the final. I loved I, – she just makes goaltending look so easy, and that's, like, one of the more frustrating things about the game because <laughs> you know when someone makes it look so effortless, you know how hard it actually is. Um, but I thought that Amanda Levier, the goaltender for uh, the Whitecaps, looked shaky – she looked shaky. She she didn't look um, like her normal self like she did in the uh, cup final against Boston a few years ago. Uh, unfortunately, she did miss most of the season and was on LTIR. And she came back like just before the playoffs started. So I'm kind of hoping that, uh, you know, next season is a little bit better for her. But it was Teresa Vasanova who had the overtime winner and 
sent the Toronto Six back to Canada with the Isabel Cup. I thought that the Toronto Six had a great year all around. You know, um, the offseason, they lost Michaela Grunmentis, uh, who's a huge, huge uh, scoring piece there. And then, you know, you bring in Brittany Howard from uh, the PW, and Michaela Kava just absolutely dominated this season and through the postseason. But then also uh, CJ... From Carly Jackson from the Buffalo Buttes. She wanted to sign in uh, Toronto instead. And I think it's just so fun and so incredible to watch this team, you know, expand and build it, build something like this. Uh, and it's great to see a championship back in Toronto when it is not the Leafs. So I do have to say, it was a very re- rewarding year uh, in my first year position in the PHF Players Association in the comms department. It's fun. We have some more storytelling to do this summer. But until then, I'm here for you every day on Locked On Flames. Like I said, tomorrow we have Haley Moore joining the show. We're going to talk about her journey to becoming the vice president of Hockey Ops, the AHL, and her time with the then NWHL Boston Pride.